0: welcome to another episode of bucks and six a milwaukee bucks podcast brought to you by fans first sports network my name is steven dorf and alongside me as always is my co-host hershey winkelman check us out on social media we're on instagram and twitter at bucks and six ffsn and then you can find this and all of our other podcasts on either apple or spotify so be sure to check those out uh, on this episode, we're going to be covering the Bucks' most two recent losses. Uh, first one to the Rockets on Saturday, uh, and then tonight we lost to the Jazz. Surprisingly, uh, you'd expect this to bounce back, but no. So, Hirsch, uh, did you get a chance to watch that Rockets game on Saturday?
1: Yeah, I watched a little bit of it. Um, pretty, pretty disheartening performance to say the least uh you know we kind of came into it thinking that you know it was going to be a tough fight but that the Bucks should you know prevail after being as hot as we were um kind of going into the new year but yeah I mean it's it's tough both of these games kind of have you as a Bucks fan feeling kind of dejected I mean you definitely don't don't expect to lose to the Jazz and be down by 33 uh to a team like that yeah Steve it's it's pretty brutal right now. I mean, you and then we have to play, you know, the, the one of the best teams in the league coming up, up next. So yeah, not, not very bright for, for Bucks fans right now to say the least.
0: Mm-hmm. And I know we didn't have Damian Lillard tonight against the Jazz, but again, like really no excuse to beat a team that's under 500 or to lose to a team. Sorry, that's under 500. Um, and then obviously like Giannis has been playing, you know, at a whole nother level, MVP caliber basketball as he usually does, but like, you know, to a whole nother extent, he's getting triple doubles, 40 point games, and we're still losing those games. Uh Like, you you know, the, the team around Giannis really, really needs to step up. Chris Middleton has actually played some pretty good basketball, you know, you know, since I guess being back in like full minutes, didn't do too well against the Rockets and then got off to a slow start against the Jazz. And then in the second half, I know he really started to pick it up, but those slow starts, which, you know, haunted us, you know, through the first 20 games of the season. I thought we were, you know, past that, Hirsch, but it seems like they're starting to catch back up to us.
1: It definitely is. I mean, looking at tonight, we lost the first quarter 41 to 23. And, you know, being one of those top offenses in the league, 23 points just simply is not going to cut it, especially with the defense we have been playing throughout the season. Uh, And it shows because a team like the Jazz was able to gash us up tonight, all up and down the court. Oh, uh, they had five plus players with ni- uh, with nineteen plus points. And this was Steve right after, you know, Janis went into the media and, you know, started talking about how we like everyone needs to be better, including the coaches that you know, the defense has been really lazy and and this is kind of this this was their this was their answer to that. I mean, it's pretty pathetic if you ask me, no, for sure. And I mean, it, it continues to be like,
0: I mean, guards, like, like, I mean, again, again, the Rockets, they, all of them scored on us. Like they, they did their thing against us, but you know, this against the jazz, I mean, we're allowing guys like Colin Sexton, who, you know, we talked about before the season started about him potentially being a buck before this Dame trade, but Colin Sexton dropped 19 on us. Rookie Keontae George in 22 minutes drops 19. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, I know he's a really talented scorer, but just to add it on top 21 from him, we're just getting dominated by guards. I mean, they're just getting to where they want. They're driving in, they're kicking, they're scoring, they're doing whatever they want to our defense. And we simply cannot stay in front of them right now. Uh, you know, I saw that there was that report where the bucks were eyeing someone like an Alex Caruso. So he's their top target right now. We've been talking about making a trade for a true lock perimeter defender Alex Caruso would be just that. And they also said that Marjan and Andre Jackson uh, were both untouchable right now. uh, Marjan Beauchamp has actually been playing pretty good basketball as of late. And then Andre Jackson did really, really well uh, in this jazz game, I thought, tonight. But, you know, two rookies are, you know, Marjan basically a rookie with how little experience he had last year. But two guys who are essentially rookies, like, aren't going to help you, you know, truly win basketball games like that. You know, it's got to be Brooke. It's got to be Bobby's got to, you know, Chris has to be better at times like this with with no Dame. He can't get off to those sluggish starts. Uh, It's really just a lack of defensive intensity, which we've been talking about, a lack of defensive execution. And then now these poor starts on offense just aren't helping. Um, Right now we're just in a little bit of a slump. I mean, I know we're going to bounce back from this Hirsch, but I, I, you know, this really shows that at least to me, that now is the time to, you know, make that move trade deadline is on you know february 8th so you're not you're running out of time to you know make that move and to you know gel after you make a move but i don't know hirsch what do you say
1: yeah i mean i've been seeing you know on the internet a lot recently about you know does ag deserve to be on the hot seat uh even even with the winning record and the success that we have had throughout the year a lot of bucks fans are you know kind of calling for his head right now asking for him to be fired um I my my whole thing personally is that I don't think that you know we, we necessarily have the right personnel here for, for AG to even do a good job defensively. Um and I know you know there's a lot of retrospective looking back into you know the offseason and being like, oh we could have had this guy, we could have had this, we could have had Nick Nurse, we could have had Frank Vogel. But we 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 don't have anybody on the perimeter who can guard really anyone. Um, and until Jay Crowder comes back and, you know, we do make a move at the deadline, which it does look like we're probably going to do, whether it be on the buyout market, um, or a trade, uh, either one of those things are definitely probably going to happen. And I think, you know, once that happens, we have a team that, you know, we feel, feel good about. I think that's kind of when the chips fall on Adrian Griffin.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, with Adrian Griffin, I mean, you got to point out that, in these games that we've been getting off to slow starts, we have like rebounded very, very well in the second half. It's just, when you dig yourself into a 30 point deficit, you're not like, it's just, you know, these are NBA players as bad as the team might be, or, you know, as bad as, or as good as we think we are, you're down 30. You're realistically not coming back from that situation, you know? And likewise with the Rockets, you're down 20 at half against a really, really good defensive team. Like you cannot put your team into that hole that early. It just, you're, you're not going to come out of it. Um, It just, yeah, it comes down to just, like, coming out strong, coming out with intensity on both sides of the floor at this point. I mean, you know, we would harp about the defense all season, and then, you know, when the offense goes cold, this is what it looks
1: like, Hirsch. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is the perfect example of, you know, having – a brutal offensive performance. And it shows really why having a bad defense and relying solely on your offense to carry you through all these games isn't necessarily, you know, the best strategy. Um, and, you know, we, we had Damon, the Rockets game. He really struggled from three. He's been struggling from three recently. I know uh, he's been pretty bad from deep as of late. Um, and he was out tonight. So hopefully, I mean, I think we're definitely going to need him coming up next. Uh, in our next game, and hopefully he kind of breaks out of this little mini slump that he's in right now because he was he was playing really well for, for, for a stretch there at the end of December, and now he's kind of cooled off. So it's a little weird, but you can't really lose faith in a guy who's top 75, right? Yeah, and I mean, these things really aren't linear. I mean, it's a season.
0: It's a long season. It's a marathon. Uh, we've seen this team play at their best this year, and they looked really, really good when they did. Uh, it's just a matter of how sustainable is that, you know, you know, that winning ball that we played in December, uh, as great as our offense might be, you know, it's on pace to be a historically great offense. Actually, uh, you just need that balance. You can't have a bottom 10 defense, not if you're trying to compete for a championship. Um, and you know, that's something the bucks are going to have to figure out, but we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back to you and talk about this game against the Celtics coming up on Thursday.
1: And we're back on the Box and Six podcast. I'm Hershey Winkleman. He's Steven Dorf. And we're gonna preview this uh Eastern Conference rivalry game coming up here against the Boston Celtics. Uh Steve, currently they are twenty-eight and eight with the best record in the NBA. Uh they did just lose to the Indiana Pacers tonight, but they did not have Jason Tatum. Uh he he has been on the injury report and he he. As we all know, is you know their their centerpiece. He's averaging nearly twenty eight points a game, um, but you know he definitely could play in our next matchup. You know it's it's up in the air with him. He's day to day, so yeah, Steve. I just think you know overall feeling is I'm not very confident that we're going to be able to pull this one out, but I'm hopeful. Uh, yeah, see, I I would agree with you honestly. If this were like a regular game for
0: the Celtics, but they are going to be coming off of a a back to back with the Timberwolves, and then they're going to play us. Um, They get to play the Timberwolves on their own home floor. So, you know, I guess it's less road play for them, but just being that it's a back-to-back against, you know, the Western Conference's best team at the moment, they could be gassed. As you mentioned, Jason Tatum, you know, dealing with an ankle injury right now, if he's not back, you know, this is that's a very winnable situation for the Bucs. You know, we're playing on our home floor. Last time, they really beat us was because we got out to one of these, you know, bad starts that we've been (laughs) dealing with as of late again. You know, it's going to be about coming out with intensity against this team. I mean, the bucks know, I mean, this is like our biggest rival in the East or one of them, you know, them, the heat, maybe the Pacers coming up, but you know, they, they need to come out with a chip on their shoulder, Hirsch. They got to come out with that intensity because they know that the Celtics right now are just the better team. I mean, the Celtics have all the right to feel that way. Everyone has all the right to feel that way. They're the more balanced team right now. Um, And, you know, this is a team that, like, it's just going to have to click, Hirsch, against them.
1: Yeah, I mean, it would be really nice to bounce back uh, after, you know, two really poor, underwhelming performances that we just saw. Yeah. Um, what, what's interesting matchup-wise here is, you know, will we see uh, Drew against Dame? I'm pretty sure last time Derek White had the majority of the matchup on Dame last time, and Dame got the better of him, dropped 27 points uh, when we played them in late November. Uh, and Drew Drew really struggled offensively against us. He only had five points on one of eight shooting, uh, but he was guarding Giannis on defense, Steve. So do, do we think they're going to kind of go with the same... Uh, matchups that they did last time? Or do you think that Drew's going to guard Damon and someone else is going to guard Giannis?
0: Uh, They did a pretty good job on Giannis uh, last game with Drew on him as like the primary defender. Um, Obviously, you know, they're going to throw other guys at Giannis. That's what you do. But Drew, you know, he's played with Giannis for three years. He knows a lot of his tendencies. Same deal with Chris. Um, Yeah, I mean, it, it worked for them last time, honestly. I wouldn't be shocked if they, you know, go to that again. Um, And then as for his offense, like Drew Holiday is like, he's kind of figuring out still with that team. Like, like it just seems like his role has just clearly been diminished there. He's like the fifth option instead of being the third option, second option for us. Uh, I mean, you can see that in his like point totals, like 12 points a game. Now we're 13 points a game he's really just out there to play, you know, lockdown defense. And that's, you know, really scary because he doesn't have to focus any of that energy on taking shots against us, really, especially if Tatum is going to be there. Um, I'm interested to see if Giannis can, you know, just outmuscle Drew. He really should be able to, in theory, I mean, 6'11, seven feet tall, you got 30 pounds on him or 20 pounds on him. So, you know, I want to see, you know, if, if they throw Drew on Giannis again, I want to see Giannis, you know, really dominate him and Honestly, get Drew into foul trouble. He should have no like problem doing that.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good point, and I think that kind of leads into you know what the Celtics' main weakness is. I guess defensively would be their post presence and their interior presence, and I think that you know that contributes a lot to how how well brooke played last time. He looked a lot like Vintage brooke I mean, twenty eight points. A lot of it was around the rim, post moves like he used to have. um And that's you know that's against Porzingis and Al Horford. Granted, Al Horford is, you know, one of the older players in the league and Chris Tapp's Porzingis is pretty skinny. But I think Giannis and Brooke, Bobby Portis, too, they, they should be able to to really have their way on the interior against this team. I just really think the struggle with the Bucs is going to be how, how do we defend the Celtics from shooting us out at the gym? Because the Celtics, I think they either take the most or they're in the top three for uh, threes taken per game. And they're they're a team that basically they either take layups or they take threes. It's worked for them so far this year, and i I think that's going to spell trouble for us uh, coming up here because we t- we tend to give up a lot of three point shots. Steve. Uh yeah, I mean with the you know we're trying to incorporate that drop coverage
0: with Brooke. You know you mentioned lack of personnel. You know we're really trying to take guys or we're trying to get guys to take tough mid range shots. Hirsch. It's just not working. I mean, we can't stay in front of them. The Celtics are a team that we know plays great, great, great team defense. They play intense. And, I mean, you have Derek White and Drew Holiday, which is, in my eyes, the clear-cut best defensive backcourt in the entirety of the NBA. Um, You know, with Dame and Malik Beasley there, like, it's going to be a bit of a clash. I mean, but this team matches up really well against us. And, you know, this was one of those teams that, um, people were scared, you know, for the bucks to play just due to all of their you know shooting their guards, their wings. I mean, they have all that, and the bucks just aren't really able to defend that. You know, we're best at defending uh stuff inside the paint right now. uh, you know, we force tough mid ranges, but not to the extent that we need to be against a team like the Celtics right now, our biggest hope, you know just based off the way we've been playing is that they're coming off that back to back, and you just got you have to hope that we come out playing some of our best ball that we've played all year.
1: I mean, back. I also think, I don't think there's really any chance of us winning unless the game has an explosive game. I think he needs to really come out and be aggressive. Uh, he took it, you know, he took the night off tonight. We, it, we clearly missed him. Um, and he's going to need to come back kind of with a vengeance here after, you know, what he's, what he's been doing recently. Um, Another thing, too, is that, you know, Jalen Brown is the guy who really torched us last time we played against them. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was matched up most of the time with Chris Middleton. Uh, You know, Chris Middleton's gotten back up to speed a little bit more since then. He's playing regular minutes. Hopefully, you know, he's able to contain him a little bit better than they did last time. I know Jalen Brown's the kind of guy who can have up and down games. He can have games where he has 12 points on, you know, six shots. He's not really out there, you know, being aggressive, but he can have games like he did against us where he dropped 26 very efficiently. So uh, him and if Tatum's healthy, those are the two guys offensively we really have to worry about. Uh, I think defensively they're they're the fact that neither of their guards are really necessarily scoring threats with uh, Drew and Derek white kind of does actually uh, help us a little bit because, you know, Malik Beasley and Dame aren't necessarily going to be getting torched the whole time. I think it's about, you know, how our wings defend their wings who, you know, a lot of people say they also have the best wing duo in the league.
0: Yeah, I partially agree with that. I mean, like, I mean, we know Drew Holiday can be, you know, a 20 point per game scorer. Derek White, I think, also could be something like that if he had the touches. Um, and if that's what, you know, teams are beating us by, like, why not go to that for them? You know, last time, you know, we played them, Drew just had an off night. If he gets hot, like Drew, you know, Drew's a really, really good two way player. He, you know, at the back with us, we would like to call him one of the best two way guards in the league. So, you know, we we know Drew's capable of that. Uh, I just, yeah, I think it really just comes down to the intensity and we need to come out really, really strong this time. And then, you know, outside of coming out strong, you got to hold on to that lead because that's another thing we've struggled to do in the games that we have come out strong. But uh, I just have a quick question for you, Hirsch, actually. If we lose this game, where are you at in the panic meter, I guess?
1: Out of 10, I'd probably be at like a four. I mean, realistically, it's only a three game stretch of losses, but we, we would need to go on a significant, you know, streak after that for me to feel, you know, back to feeling, you know, pretty comfortable about it. Um, But at the same time, like I said earlier, I mean, we kind of have to wait to see what the bucks do because it's pretty clear they need to do something. I think the front office acknowledges that and they're going to do something is my opinion. I just, you know, we don't know what it is yet. And once that happens, I think we'll have a, a little bit of a clearer picture.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think regardless of the outcome of this game, it is it, it is time to make a move for the Bucs. Um, you know, they tried to make it work, and it just isn't. And, you know, if they want to start Malik Beasley, go for it, but at least have someone that you can throw in there at the end of games or, you know, just with Dame or with Campaign or whoever is out there. And just they can just, you know, focus all their energy on defense and then, you know in theory that should just really help with the way we run our style of defense and should just balance out that i mean we just really need to get to average in my eyes we just can't be bad and i think that we are one defensive piece away from not being bad
1: yeah i think that's the question as of the as of now is you know what what that next piece is going to be uh but i think that's going to be it for today's episode of the box and six podcast Make sure to leave a like, download, subscribe, and follow us on both Twitter and Instagram at Boxing6FFSN. I'm Hershey Winkleman, he's Steven Doerr, and let's go boys!